Well, happy Monday to you, and welcome back to the Drivecast. My name is Dean. I'm the lead pastor at LifePoint. I do the majority of teaching at our Lewis Center campus. And thank you for joining us in this journey in the Drivecast as we move devotionally through the Revelation. And just by way of reminder, if you're listening to this via the LifePoint app, and you can find that if you're, and maybe if you're listening via uh, a podcast at a subscription, if you want to listen via uh, the app, just go to wherever you get apps uh, and go to your store and search keyword LifePoint Ohio, download our app, and there you will find the audio drivecast and you will find a written version uh, of the uh, of the devotional passage as well. Both of those are available uh, via, uh, via the LifePoint app. And so we're not going to move so much uh, in summaries of the Sunday messages as we go through Revelation. Rather, we're just going to move kind of a few verses at a time uh, through the Revelation based on what our Next Steps writing team has done. Done a fantastic job of writing uh, these daily devotionals. So as we start Revelation 1, I think it's the the best place to start is just with the Word itself, with the Revelation, not Revelations, uh, like the little town I grew up in, and we used to call it Kmart's or Walmart's, not plural. It's the Revelation. This is God revealing Himself in the person of Jesus to John the Apostle on the island of Patmos. The word um, revelation the, is really the Greek word apocalypsis, which means to reveal, to unveil, or to disclose. And so what this is, the revelation, is God unveiling himself to John on the island of Patmos uh, in the person uh, of Jesus Christ, letting him see behind the scenes, this is who God is revealed to us in heaven and what is going to happen at the end of time. It's not a calendar. It's not specific uh, in terms of this event before this event before this event. It's not necessarily a timeline uh, for us, but rather it's intended to give us hope, right? This is a letter that was written to churches who were being persecuted at the time. And so for us, it is also intended to give us hope. Now, people typically respond in one of two ways to the revelation. One is, man, this seems complex. There's a lot of symbols, right? Um, where we get our word apocalypse from, it's it's fantastical language at times. And because of the complexity, sometimes people just say, you know what? I'm not going to study that. The other response is just the opposite. And it is, I want to dive headlong into all the symbols, try to figure out all the numbers and try to let that help shape so that I know what is coming, exactly the events and the order that they're going to happen. And it's amazing to be the opposite responses that people have to, uh, to the revelation. However, the revelation is much, much more about um, having present hope. In other words, we live uh, today what ought to be in light of what someday will be. That's what the revelation is designed really to do um, for us. So as we pray the book uh, back to Jesus, what we are praying um, is we are praying back to him. You are the subject of the revelation, not me, not me figuring out my way, my calendar, my, you're the one who is the ultimate victor over sin, death. And so, man, we pray, as we pray, we pray that reality of Jesus. We want to 
We want to thank him. We want to glorify him. And then you get this idea that John, the apostle, is sharing with us. He's telling us all the things uh, that he has seen. And so, man, what we're asking God for really is courage as we look into his word then is in our in our prayer lives that we're praying for the courage to respond however it is God wants us to respond and not maybe how we typically would, would respond either in avoidance or in um, uh, what the New Testament writers call unbiblical speculation. Um, the wonderful thing about Revelation, I think that we can pray from just the first few verses, um, is that this idea that it, it's framed around a promise. As we dig into the book, we realize this is our promised hope. It's reality. What is coming in the future? And so we pray those three things. And then as we seek then to take that step of living it out, right? Read it in, pray it up, live it out. As we're seeking to live it out, I would just encourage us, you know, who is somebody maybe uh, today? John just wrote down what he saw and uh, what he experienced. And who is somebody that you can tell today, somebody you can tell this week, some uh, way, maybe you're just going to pray towards that end, that God will give you someone that you can have a God conversation with, um, whether that's believer or unbeliever, and just share with them what your experience with the Lord is, a unique way that maybe God has met you, a unique way that God has shown himself to you, maybe how you came uh, to faith in Christ and how your hope has an expression in your everyday life. So let's read it in, pray it up, live it out. I'll pray for us. uh, And then I hope that spurs your heart to take the opportunity then after I'm finished praying for you to pray. Uh, Father, as we think about today, you are the great thing about the revelation. It's not the information. It's not the calendar. It's not the we win, somebody else loses. You are the great thing about you are the high, exalted God that is spoken of in chapter one. And as you reveal yourself, not just to John, but as you reveal yourself, God, in our lives, I pray that we will be ready to rightly respond to you, palms open, ready to receive whatever it is you have for us. And God, one expression of that that we pray for today is that you'll give us someone to share with, that you'll give us someone to have a conversation with that we can share our experience just like John did um, in the ways that you're working in and around us. Lord, we love you. We're grateful for you today. Now you take the opportunity to pray.